Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and Big Voice Man is a little misleading today. Today, we are out at Texas Roadshow in Mansfield off of 1836 Cannon Drive, Suite 300. But you know what I always say, if I can make it here and I am directionally challenged, you can make it here. Outside of all of the amazing cards and deals, which we'll get more into, Texas Roadshow and Roadshow Cards have partnered with Tyrese Maxey. They're doing a holiday toy drive. Anyone who brings a new unwrapped toy to drop off at Texas Roadshow will receive 10% off of their purchase. So look, they're taking away their profits to help people for charity. They gave us stuff last month to donate for my possibilities so we can do for our auction. So these are people who they're just good dudes and ladies. And hold on, I haven't seen the ladies yet. Okay, I need well, to know this the, is a big operation. They're good. They're definitely good dudes. I know right that now, for all sure. you can see is Cody. Yeah, there's I, more yeah. people. But than he's just cool. That. He, Cody's cool. I appreciate that. That's awesome. No, I love this shop. The shop is set up perfectly. the The wall is amazing. Uh, I'm excited that I thought that was uh, that was Weedly for a minute, but that is the Black Lotus. Uh-huh. I've seen one of those open before. I've never seen those. It's on uh, HBO. Yeah, no, it's a different thing, but I've, I've seen one of those open for Dude lost his mind on his YouTube whenever he opened that and thing. And you have gotten a couple of cards off this wall in the past when yeah. we were here. I posted up my Larry Bird and Michael or uh, Magic Johnson cards. <laughs> were you looking at the Michael Irvin? Yeah, I was. I That's was fair. Looking at all sorts of stuff. But, uh, man, yeah, I posted that up, man. It's really, uh, really exciting to. To, to do that I am still looking for the cream card so I know that one sold the night like the night before I bought those right. two but uh, I'm still searching for that one at the moment might be able to, to see if I can get some help finding that here so this is a great place man I love being out here all right so this first segment is going to be challenging but we're going to give it a shot nonetheless the point spread is really high <laughs> but let's try to seriously discuss the threats the Texans present now, my case for this was not helped yesterday. You need to look at Corey for this question. When, so Landry Locker was on with the get right, and he was like, I don't know. They pretty much suck across the board. Like, he gave much more insightful details about all of the reasons that they're terrible. But can you come up with any plausible reasons for why the Texans could be challenged? Challenging. Do you want me to tell you all the negatives first? The, I got a lot of negatives. So here's here's the, one of the things is that the Cowboys go in without the mindset that they like it matters. Like that's how we've treated it all week. Is yeah. meh, they're bad, right? Like they're a bad team. So that would be the the biggest challenge is making sure that you are motivated to defeat a poor team this week. But at least you know you won't be distracted. Uh, well, well there have been plenty of distractions this week, and I think Mike may helped add to that just like a little what? bit. Um, I mean the Odell Beckham oh. thing, but which I do think that you can kind of close that book real quick today and say, all right, now let's focus a little bit. 
the Micah stuff's going to be interesting today whenever the media meets up uh, with, uh, with them. I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. We will have Mike McCarthy at 11 o'clock. I, will the first question be about Micah's tweets? Uh, probably so. Um, the, uh, man, absolutely, probably so. Sorry, I'm, I'm dealing with a, uh, somebody who uh, is irritating me right now. Okay. So, you, you, but, yeah, that, that's, one, that's one thing that can really cause a problem. <laughs> Uh, with, with the Cowboys' focus this week is just where they are. The, the other thing, too, though, is, Kevin, I think one of the, the, the things that helps them is that they're still chasing Philadelphia. Yes. By still chasing Philadelphia, like, that's a huge factor in the fact that you, you stay motivated this week because you have to go beat that team. You're still setting up to beat that team later on down the road. Last year it was Arizona. You didn't have anything really to prepare like, oh, it's just Arizona. It was kind of where you were. But now you're so late in the season going at Philadelphia that you have all these other things that are keeping you motivated until you get to that point. And last night Nate was, uh, was saying, hey, we have to beat Philadelphia. Last year it was like, okay, let's show good against Arizona, show that you're the better team. They didn't. Right. And you still have right. to show that you're better than Philly. You still have things to add to your plan. So let's start with the bad. Mike, I'll turn to you for the bad because there's lots of it with the Texans. They have the worst record in the league. They have the longest losing streak in the league. They have the worst point differential in the league. And they have scored the second least points in the league ahead of only the Broncos who are on pace to have the worst offensive output since 2000. So there's a lot of bad. I know the point spread is at 17. Yeah. Do you think that is realistic, or would you reset the point spread potentially even higher? Which is crazy because, like, 17 points is wild for an NFL point I spread. I mean, obviously, be. the goal of Vegas is to get a 50-50 on yes. bets because yes. they win, right? 50-50 is perfect for them because they win no matter who wins. Yeah. Um, I think the Cowboys can win this game by 40. Okay. I don't know if they'll win by 40. Sure. Because that's very tough to do in the NFL. This isn't, you know, sorry for whatever school, Southwest, East, West, Texas State versus, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, Alabama. But uh, you have to be really focused and play great throughout a game, even to beat the Texans by 40. But if the Cowboys play good, they win this game by 24 to 30 points. If the Cowboys play bad, they win this game by 7 to 10 points. Okay. All right. Now, some potential things to look out for for the Texans. It's not their quarterback as they've reinstalled Davis Mills because the Texans were like, well, Davis Mills is the worst. And then Kyle Allen was like, <laughs> is he, though? And so Davis Mills came back in. His QBR is 30th in the league. Dax is twice as good as Davis Mills' QBR, and he's 10th in the league. Now, one person to potentially be on the lookout for is Damian Pierce. That is something that we have talked about time and time again is stopping the running game. So Damian Pierce started out and it looked like he was, well, he was a potential rookie of the year candidate. He has really slowed down since the Giants game. And so back to back to back weeks, Washington, Miami, and Cleveland. Eight yards, eight yards, and 73 yards. So clearly the Cleveland game is like closer to form. But, and he didn't get a lot of carries in the Miami game, but you don't even look necessarily at Damian Pierce 
as somebody who threatens you straight away. No, not at all. Okay. I mean, he's a good running back. He's a lot he of fun to watch and everything. But, man, they just have so many other holes. Like, that's the thing. You could expose them in so many different directions. Now, one good thing I did find. This is the best I can do as far as good things. The Houston secondary. They're middle of the road in terms of passing yards allowed this season. But, of course, on the flip side, I have to tell you they're dead last in rushing yards allowed. Okay. So, like, pretty much everything I bring to the table is like, oh, maybe this. is like, hey, maybe Damian Pierce can challenge you. He hasn't been great the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Hey, their passing defense is middle of the road, maybe even tiny bit above middle of the road. Well, they also have injuries, and their rushing defense is god-awful. So I come back to this time and time again, and I think so. I saw somebody on the text was like, but y'all said the same thing about Green Bay. I don't think so because at the end of the day, like as for all the flaws Green Bay had, and we said they were probably the seventh worst team in the league, there's a big difference between seventh worst and first worst, and there's a big difference between Davis Mills and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Right? Like the one thing you could say about Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers has had your number, and I know we talked about this in the crosstalk. If you end up playing – the Bucks in the playoffs, one of the things is going to be, hey, Tom Brady, you've never beaten Tom Brady. So at least, like, that's something. For the Texans, I tried really hard and could not find a viable path to victory for them in this game. Yeah, the, uh, the other thing, too, like, you could always get the, this is the best game of his life. I mean, we've watched sure. the Mavericks this year, right? We've seen plenty of guys yeah. look like superstars against this team. So it, the, the thing is, like, Davis Mills could go out there and say, I'm playing Dallas this week. You know, and that is the one thing about Dallas is it's Dallas. It's, they get everybody's best game, right? The, uh, but the, the, they're one, they have one win. Except for the Minnesota team. <laughs> they didn't get anything their best game. They got the Colts' <laughs> best game for three quarters, and then the, the different class stood out there. But the, Houston has one win for a reason. They're not good. Like, that's the, that's the, the main factor for me is that they are they – they, Kevin, they can win one more game. All right, they can win one more game and still get, and still get the number one okay. overall pick. I was afraid you were going to bring that up. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that they can. It's just that they are – I brought this up with, with, uh, with Indianapolis. The Cowboys are a different – they're in a different league than the Houston Texans. The thing is they just have to play like it. That's yes. all they have to do is play like it. Okay, and people are trying here. Well, Detroit had a terrible defense and we didn't do a whole lot against them. And that's fair, but also you won that game by 18 points. I think that's, like, where the disconnect is. And in terms of maybe you're looking at the receivers, well, Brandon Cooks, who is still disgruntled that he didn't get traded or maybe particularly traded to the Cowboys, he didn't practice yesterday, and his stats have been down. If you want to look at Nico Collins, well, he hasn't had 50 yards receiving or more in the last five weeks. So I racked my brain time and again, and did not come up with a viable path to victory for the Texans in this game. Do you think that they should still play the game? Um, I mean, you play to win the game, uh, is what I've been told, Kevin. So, yes, they should still play the game. Like, they, the Texans, are you asking if the Texans should or the Cowboys should play the game? Well, the Cowboys, if the Cowboys, Cowboys don't show up, then they yeah. then they got to get L. that silver boot back from Houston. That, I, I don't, don't think that's know if that's what they do. Yeah, that's, oh, because – Houston beat Texas so many times it only counts for one win. <laughs> Shouldn't it count for, like, seven wins or three wins in this boot? Because <laughs> football, football games are ten times oh, more right. important. If uh-huh. you look at 17 uh-huh. versus 162, uh-huh. it's, a, I guess, a little less than ten times But I get more. it. 
So it should count for like 10 wins. Hold on, hold on. Let's add this. And it. the Mavericks already beat Houston okay. once this year, I think. I don't and, know. They probably lost. And them. the Stars exist, and they don't have a Houston hockey team. Yep. So, like, we. That, well, you we don't get any wins for that. Yeah. So, no well, that's, well, I feel like we should, though. I feel like we, like, automatically get the wins based on that. So that's where I am with that at this moment. Now, in addition to that, do you think, is there, I'm seriously asking about this. I'm not trying to troll. Is there any concern about distractions? with the Micah Parsons Twitter stuff this morning. And I'm not saying, like, he should have, he shouldn't have, anything like that. But it has taken up a life of its own, as things on Twitter tend tend to do. I would be curious if Mike McCarthy at 11 o'clock does get a question about Mike McCarthy's. You think that's, like, Yeah, and his his eyes are going to be like, what, are you serious? And then he's probably going to have to go to Micah and be like, Micah, let's just – uh, play. There's plenty today. of time in the next 24 <laughs> hours for people that need to be upset about something that means absolutely nothing get upset about something that means absolutely nothing. But do you think the crisis management team or whatever got to McCarthy, right? Like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. This I know you're way. preparing for Texans and you got to sell why this is an important game, but I just want to let you know Outside of the Odell Beckham questions, you're going to get questions about Micah Parsons mm-hmm. on Twitter. Do you think this is another one of the reasons that some people, maybe especially athletes, don't share their opinions about things on social media? Like, oh, I, sure. I think social media is great when athletes like are like, hey, I'm doing my toy drive or, hey, I'm raising money because like it feels like people are ready to be angry. I saw a tweet, Kevin, that, I, that and it's a it's an old tweet from a long time ago. Twitter is the only place where you can say a sentence and it gets taken out of context. You say, I like pancakes, and somebody's going to say, oh, so you hate waffles. Right. And, like, that's the, that's the way that it gets lined up to you. And that is the way that – yes, absolutely. That's why I don't – there are a lot of things I do not say on social media just because I don't want to have to respond to people that aren't having a conversation with me. That's the most important thing is they're not having a real conversation. They're coming into it combative, and I don't need that. And so this all stems from Stephen Portnoy was a person who got quote-treated. He's a White House correspondent for CBS News, and he talked about the swap. Griner was a one-for-one swap. It did not include the Marine Paul Whelan. And Micah tweeted out, wait, nah, we left a Marine? Hell nah. And that... People had lots of thoughts and opinions about that. Now, to be quite frank, I don't want it to make it sound like everyone crushed him. That tweet has 117,000 likes. So, like, I don't want to portray at all as if it was only people bashing him. There's a lot of people who liked it as well. But, as we've talked about many times, it gets so much easier to fall into the trap of responding to someone who's mad Mm. than responding to someone who's like, hey, I really appreciate what you're saying and what you're fighting for. Like, that is a trap that I fall into all the time as well. And then he said, you know, my last tweet was no shot at Brittany Griner. I'm super happy she's back home, as she should be. I just have family who have served, and it's crazy to me the president wouldn't bring him home too. And then said, I'm the furthest thing from a Trump supporter, but I'm not a fan of Biden either. And then he went on to say, I just spoke to some people that I respect and trust. I should have been more educated on the topic. And so, like, maybe just tweeting those things out only took five to ten minutes of his day. But it has created this own little life. How many – you think you think Cal Watkins is going to ask him about that today? 
Is that your odds-on you favorite? You think David to... Moore is going to ask him about that today? I... Does he speak on today? Does he speak today? Or you know, he talked yesterday. He's fine. So he's he doesn't have to talk today. Clear. Yeah, he was talking yesterday about how about all sorts of other stuff. So about how Odell told him he's five months out or five weeks out from being able to play. So yeah, there's all Mike is good. He's in the clear today until at least Sunday after the game. Man, and I like this. And this is in the vein of what you said about pancakes. Why are you talking about stank ass waffles? See, that's what I'm and saying. See, dude. that that's brilliant. <laughs> We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at Texas Road. Show Car Shop in Mansfield if you want to come see us. And coming up next, we will talk to Texas Rangers General Manager Chris Young right here on your home of the Rangers and the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. The man of the hour, the man with the power, Texas Rangers General Manager Chris Young. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. What can you just walk us through your personal level of excitement when Jacob DeGrom's like, I'm good to go. I'm coming to the Rangers. (laughs) Oh, it's it's really hard to describe. I think it's more exciting to explain Bruce Bochy's level of excitement. (laughs) Uh, when I called him and told him uh, because his reaction was priceless. I think he said, I said, Boach, I got you a picture. And he said, who? And I said, Jacob DeGrom. And he said, holy smokes. Uh, So it was, it was wonderful. Did he really say smokes or are you cleaning that up for our audience? (laughs) No, he said smokes. He said smokes. (laughs) Uh, Chris, hey, it's, it's basic. And I'm just wondering, you know, how long of a process did that take? Did it come together quickly or was it weeks of work or maybe even possibly months of work? Uh, no, Mike, it's a great question. I mean, it was months of work in terms of our internal process. Um, there was a lot of uh, a background work that went into uh, our scouting department, our analytics department, our um, our pitching department, our um, biomechanical uh, department. Um, I mean, we, we did a ton of background work to understand. We do this with all of our players, uh, all the free agents that we target, to understand uh, the decision we're making. Um, I think once we were able to talk to Jacob and had initial conversation, uh, at that point, I think it came together relatively quickly, and um, it was a great process. So when it comes to Jacob deGrom, obviously a lot of concerns over health throughout uh, you know, his career, especially the last few seasons. What makes you feel confident that you are getting a pitcher who can be pretty much healthy throughout this five-year contract? Yeah, Mike, I think it's a, it's a great question because I, there's a lot of uh, things that go into that. And I think that for us, it was part of our process from the medical side, um, again, from looking at his track record, uh, his biomechanical movement patterns, 
um, studying pitchers similar to him in terms of um, the way they age, um, the, the workloads that he's had up until this point in his career, and then understanding the pitcher himself, understanding the person, the makeup, the work, um, the desire to be great, um, all of those things. And certainly, I think as you look at any pitcher, and I, I'm living proof of that, there's no sure thing. I mean, pitchers have injuries, and I think that there's a level of expectation. There will be uh, moments where we, you know, all of our pitchers experience that. But um, I think by and large, we feel comfortable with, uh, from a medical standpoint, feel very confident in our team doctor and medical team uh, and our ability to support Jacob and all of our pitchers. And, um, and, and we're looking forward to keeping him healthy and on the field. Chris, I'm, I'm curious, when you make a signing like this, that's a lot of money invested. Uh, do you expect a leadership role from a guy? Do you have that discussion with him? And does he need to, to have discussions with other pitchers and, and be that leader as the ace? Or is it just, hey, you just get on the mound and do your thing? Well, it's some of both. I mean, you can never ask somebody to be somebody they're not in terms of a vocal leader. That said, uh, we're very confident in Jacob and his leadership abilities. But I think most importantly, when you have somebody of Jacob DeGrom's caliber on your team, it naturally elevates everybody. And this is something that I heard from a number of players, former players, teammates I respect, uh, advisors that I have. And um, they just said, when Jacob DeGrom is pitching, you come to the ballpark with a different feeling that night, knowing that you are going to win the game. And uh, it's pretty exciting that we now have that in front of our rotation. Now, when you get the money for that deal, do you go into the owner's money silo, or how does that transaction take place? Oh, uh, you know, Ray Ray Davis and our ownership group have been unbelievably supportive. Um, I I think Ray said it himself. He's tired of losing. Our fans deserve uh, a winning team, and he's intent on providing the resources to uh, to do that. And he's been wonderful, and it's it's been great working with him. I'm grateful for the support and the confidence uh, in our baseball group. Not that you wouldn't always take more pitchers. Like, I think we all understand that. But with the move for Odorizzi a little bit ago and then Haney, do you feel like the rotation in theory is set? Or do you feel like you all still have the availability to shop? Well, I think we'll we'll always stay open-minded and see how the best ways to improve the club, whether that's uh, from a pitching standpoint or a position player. But I think ultimately, uh, you know, given with Dane Dunning and Glenn Otto and um, some of the younger pitchers that we have reaching the upper levels of the minor leagues, I I feel pretty good about our pitching depth, but it's, you know, there there can never be enough. And I think, uh, you know, no team goes into the league, into the season feeling great about where they are from a depth perspective. Um, But we'll always stay open-minded in the best ways to improve the club. So almost Sacramento King and current general manager Chris Young (laughs) joining us right now on the uh, fan. And, Chris, I was wondering at the winter meetings, you have quality and you have quantity in your farm system. I was wondering how many teams were coming up to you trying to pluck possibly the quantity that you have in your farm system. Yeah, um, it's a great point. I think that's something that's been exciting for us uh, as we evaluate really our the depth of our system is that we do have some high upside we have um, some players that are going to be solid major league players as well and you know I think just realistically there's not going to be room for everybody so I think that uh, other teams have been very aggressive uh, with our prospects Um, you know we're in a great position this is something that has been wonderful in terms of ownership support of us accelerating our rebuild our timeline to win through free agency without us having to really give up our prospects and 
I, I think we're well positioned moving forward. We're very excited, but we need to give these guys time to develop, and um, a lot of them are going to be very good Texas Rangers. You know, yesterday, Chris, we were talking about left field and, and possibly center field. I know you got Bubba Thompson, who I believe can steal 100 bases in a season. It's just getting to first base, which I think he can do. And then Leody Tavares, who's a, 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 a promising player. Would you say that left field and center field are, I don't know if the right word is concern, but where would you kind of be looking at your team right now going, hey, I, I kind of want to look at this part uh, and upgrade that part of the team? Well, I don't know necessarily if we view it as uh, upgrade. I think solidify and, and uh, provide an element of consistency. That you know, Young players are going to go through ups and downs, and we recognize that. And so there are going to be moments where each, player's, uh, each player struggles. We're going to see that with Josh Young at third base, too. And, you know, you see, you see it with veteran players, too. Mark and Corey, they have a proven track record of coming through those struggles and in um, shortening those struggles. So I think that with um, – with those guys specific to Leody and Bubba, um, you know, we believe in them. We think they can be really good major league players. I think that Leody's probably a little bit ahead of Bubba just in terms of his big league experience, the adjustments he's made at the upper levels of the minor leagues. Uh, but nonetheless, we have high confidence in both players. But we recognize that, um, you know, we may need to complement those players in certain ways or provide veteran leadership uh, around them in, in the outfield. So, we'll, again, we'll stay open-minded and just explore the market and find the best ways to – with the best team on the field. I'm not saying that either one of those players, Leody or Bubba, that you just mentioned, are old by any means, but I was kind of curious if you could walk us through maybe the stigma that sometimes gets attached to a player once they get to, you know, 25, 26, if they haven't really hit, and people thinking, well, this kid ain't got it. Yeah, it's probably the hardest part of being a baseball evaluator, and I think that nobody has it perfectly nailed that different players mature and hit their primes at different points. And some reach their prime at 23 year old, 23 years old. Some, you know, it's 30 years old. So you just never know um, who's going to reach their prime. I think it's our job to provide the resources uh, for each player and then help accelerate uh, that window for them to achieve um, their full potential. And, you know, I, I, I can't predict as to what when that's going to come for each player, but I think that the better environment we create, the more resources we provide, and the more winning players we have around our young guys, the better opportunity they have to, to be the best versions of themselves, and that's what we're attempting to do. Hey, Chris, so Kevin, myself, Mike, I, I, we've been fans, you know, since we could pick up a baseball uh, of the Rangers. We've grown up <laughs> in this area. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the, the thing is, like, we, we watched, you know, growing up, too, though, that other t- pitchers or whatever would kind of use the Rangers as leverage, and it always kind of felt gross. I'm talking about you, Roger Clemens. <laughs> and, I'm talking about you. And so I just wanted to say thanks, for one, for delivering. Like, it, it, when we saw DeGrom and that, and that note, it was like, whoa, whatever. And then all of a sudden, deliver. So I just want to say thanks for one there so we really appreciate that as longtime rangers fans the the rest of this team as we try to oh go ahead go ahead no i just to comment on your first of all i appreciate that i i am a rangers fan first first and foremost and uh you know i i have visions of every kid in north texas wearing the rangers tee again and and um you know everybody taking pride in our organization and uh, Ranger fans have been through a lot, and um, to have a moment where a player chooses to come here um, and believe in what we're doing, he's one of the best players in the world, and we had that with Marcus and Corey last year, and now Jacob again, it's pretty special, and our fans deserve it, and uh, most importantly, they deserve a championship, and we're intent on providing that. 
just if I can play just a little bit of devil's advocate here, because I'm also in that, you know, category of I love to see it, but I've been burned so many times. What would you say to people who are like, you know, Corey, Marcus, and now Jacob came here not because of that, but because it was the most years and the most money? Um, you know, ultimately players want to win and they're not coming here to lose. They're not coming here because they believe that winning is impossible. I asked them each as we went through the process, certainly there's a financial component to this. And, uh, I can't tell you what Jacob's market was. I can't tell you what Corey or Marcus's market was. I know the offers that we, we made, uh, were very compelling, but I think the most compelling part is that they believe in who we are and what we're building. And I do not believe for any dollar amount they would have come here without the ability to win championships. And uh, they, you know, I asked them very directly, are you willing to be part of the build? Are you willing to be uh, part of the hard work that's going to be required? Because it's not going to be as easy. You're not stepping into a situation where this team is built to win the World Series immediately. And uh, they each looked me in the eye, in fact, sort of bowed up and said, that doesn't scare me. I believe in, in what we can do and uh, let's go. I like that. Man, especially, like that. Chris, with, you know, Houston, obviously the world champs right now. Seattle Ooh. has had two back-to-back good years. So, I mean, your, your competition in the division is, is pretty fierce right now with those two teams. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, we're, we're behind those teams. Anaheim is unbelievably talented. And, uh, you know, Oakland has a great way of uh, rebuilding quickly. So it's, it's never going to be easy. But I think we're assembling a collection of talent. We have a deep farm system. Uh, we're building this for the long term, mixing in the right veteran players that are winners, that, that are competitors. And, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, we feel really good about where we are. But we recognize, um, you know, we, we have uh, we, we've got a ways to go and we're looking forward to going out and proving it. So, Chris, we are at a baseball card shop right now, which uh-huh. a lot of people yep. go prospect hunting for. So when I look at guys like I love Evan Carter, just personally, I, I think that he's going to be a really good big leaguer for you in the future. But a lot of people obviously want to know about Jack Leiter. And I know he didn't go to Arizona Fall League, but Kumar Rocker did. Owen White, uh, Cole Wynn obviously had a disappointing season in the minor leagues. Last year, who are maybe a couple of guys when you get to spring training? I know you're going to be looking at all, but maybe can have an impact as the season progresses. Oh, Mike, um, you know, I, I think all the names you listed amongst many, many more. I think that there's a lot of guys that we're very intrigued by that uh, we think have really a bright future. And what that ceiling is, it's hard to predict. I think that you, you see some natural talent. Uh, and you can dream on it, but you also understand that um, this game's hard. And so I think that, you know, these guys, I, I personally subscribe to, I, I want these guys to go through struggles in the minor leagues so that they've been through it. And when they come to the big leagues, uh, they're not failing for the first time. So when I see guys like Cole Wynn or Jack Leiter or uh, Justin Foscu or, you know, all of our prospects who have struggled at different points, um, faced adversity and gotten through it, I think it makes them better big league players. So, I, you know, I, to some degree it's good for them, but we also want to see them uh, bounce back. And so, you know, um, the timing of each player as to when they arrive and how good they're going to be, I, I wish I was smart enough to predict. I will tell you that I believe in our player development system and some of the changes that we've made there and uh, the way we're creating an environment for these guys to really be uh, their best. And, um, you know, I think as they come up and there's not as much pressure on them to perform, we have a lot of veteran players around them and they can kind of slide in and ease into their roles in the big league club. Um, you know, I think we're, we're going to be in good shape. Now, as long as you're mentioning player development and playing time, do you kind of feel like maybe Christian Wood should be getting some more playing time with the Mavs? 
<laughs> you know, I have not had a chance to watch the Mavs nearly as much as I, I have in the past, so I'm looking forward to things slowing down a little bit and being able to enjoy some some NBA basketball. The, uh, my kids are, are killing. They keep me posted on how the Mavs are doing, and uh, but at some point I look forward to watching them. But, I, yes, I'm a Christian Wood fan. Okay, I was going to let this go, but you transitioned <laughs> me perfectly into it since you mentioned kids. About four months ago, we had a baby and named him Noah. I'm kind of thinking we might have named him the wrong thing. What do you think about the names Carlos or Rodon? Do you think those would have been better names for my baby? <laughs> oh, I, you know what? To each their own, and I think Noah's a wonderful name, and uh, I, I will not comment uh, on any uh, particular names of uh, – free agents <laughs> <laughs> okay well seriously we appreciate it Thanks. very much and you your rangers fandom really comes through and we're all metroplex kids now adults who love the rangers so much so we're super stoked for what's happening out there in arlington right now well guys i appreciate it. thanks for sticking with us and uh good times ahead i really appreciate it there you go Texas Rangers GM Chris Young right here on the fan. I'm tearing up. Just a you look bit, so happy. I am. I'm the happiest little. I, it's it's great to have a. And listen, nothing against John Daniels at all. All right, I, I want to point that out. Chris Young's passion really comes across. Like the and again, I, I pointed out they na- they nailed it. They got the guy that they that everybody else wanted. And so, like that—that that was some. That's something that's really big, and he wants to make this team a winner, Mike. I to, love it. To your point, they didn't get a good pitcher. They literally got the best pitcher. Yeah. Like, there's no debate amongst players or coaches or you know people that really are following this game. Jacob Degrom is the best. It's just a matter of is he healthy enough to be the best? Because when he's healthy, he's the best. Verlander's not as good as him anymore. Mm-hmm. Scherzer's not as good as him anymore. I think Framber Valdez is the best left-handed starting pitcher in the game, but he's not as good as Jacob deGrom when Jacob deGrom is healthy. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Be- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece. I will turn my mic off right <laughs> here. I'll turn it on to laugh on at you. 105.3 The Fan. That is very fair. We are out at Texas Roadshow in Mansfield, 1836 Cannon Drive. If you want to come out and see us, I do believe we might be breaking some stuff open in just a little bit. You can come see the card wall of awesomeness is what I'm going to go ahead and call it. And I've already found some stuff for my family and probably for me out here. And don't forget, if you bring by a new unwrapped toy to drop off for the toy drive that they're doing in cooperation with Tyrese Maxey. You get 10% off your purchase, which is obviously a heck of a deal. Right now, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Did you guys take a bus down there? No, not at all. It was a very easy drive, and it was lovely. Oh, man, uh, there was actually no traffic either this morning, so that was man, awesome. Man, that, that is one thing I like is you at some point, depending on where you're going, you'll break apart. 
from the traffic, and uh-huh. I'm like, let's freaking go, but still within the speed limit. Definitely. Well, good you guys always. got a road trip in. That's right. All right, so. Yes. Mike McCarthy, this is the time of season when he has historically just thrived, like December and even into January. Do you believe, especially maybe with the schedule just a little bit, that he is primed to continue to pad a really good record in Decembers? Well, I think if you look at the Cowboys' schedule and the level they're playing, uh, I don't know that it has something to do with, you know, Mike's history. Uh, but I guess it bodes well that he's uh, adjusted to, you know, whatever takes place at the end of the year. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you if you have good players, you should be getting better, right, not regressing. So uh, I know uh, back in the day Tom Landry used to always say you wanted to streak into the playoffs, not limp in or just kind of get there, right? And so I think the Cowboys have a, you know, real opportunity uh, to be able to do that if they just take care of their own business, um, not worry about who they're playing, where they're playing, uh, just go out and, 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 you know, kind of play to your level. And that's why I think you keep hearing uh, when the guys are asked about, you know, bringing in this player or that player or who play, playing this team or this uh, how many point favorite you are, and they basically just say, we just got to take care of ourselves. And I think that's the best uh, philosophy to do uh, with five games to go. Now, we were just talking with the Rangers manager, Chris Young. I'm kind of curious if you – General. Yeah, okay, yes, general manager. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> thought we that. had breaking news. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, sorry. Rangers general manager, Chris Young. And we were talking about – the aspect of, you know, maybe being a former player in that sport. Do you get the sense, or have you noticed over the years, does it ever seem easier for, like, former players to communicate or recruit with current players as opposed to just somebody who, you know, doesn't have that specific NFL, MLB, whatever background? You mean, like, somebody on your team recruiting somebody else? Yeah, well, like for Chris Young, he's talked about he can talk to the players oh. at maybe a level that others can't because he's like, well, I mean, I went through Major League Baseball. I went through this right. organization at X, Y, and Z. Have you noticed that to be something that helps folks over the years? Do this, in regards to a player or yeah, somebody that's in yeah, management players, talking players. to guys? Players, yeah, I think players can talk to players and uh, kind of uh, relate to and, and maybe explain, uh, you know, what, what – what you got going, uh, although uh, Micah Parsons' best line probably yesterday when they were asking about recruiting Odell, and he said, yeah, but, you know, it's not like college. I'm going to tell him, yeah, you can come here and have the best education ever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think players know what's going on. Uh, I mean, when guys are trying to maybe switch teams or whatever. But, look – the bottom line is money, right? Let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, free agency, um, you know, it. you can money whip somebody. And if they're not getting money whipped by somebody else, then, okay, well, I'll take that deal. Now, if it's, if it's you know, equal, the, the offers are equitable, then, yeah, maybe the recruiting part has something to do with it. Uh, but... I, I just think the bottom line is is money. 
and and then you know these these players probably aren't going up to management and saying, okay, yeah, you you need to take you need to get that guy, you know, pay him whatever he wants, uh, because there's so many other things involved in a decision like I think the Cowboys made here over the last day or so, making a good call to basically right now stay away from Odell Beckham Jr. If he can't, if he's not ready to play, uh, if he's not ready to practice, what good is he to you? Man, uh, that's a good point, Mickey. I wonder this, as I'm following baseball, obviously Aaron Judge has got, you know, yeah. $40 million a year. I, I think – I think Juan Soto, two years from now, could get possibly $50 million a year. I'm going to ask you this as a football question. If Jerry Jones and the owners wouldn't have got the salary cap in in 92-93, and let's just say they weren't ever able to accomplish that, what do you think a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen would make if there was no salary cap and there was no franchise tagging and there was kind of MLB free agency in, in, in the NFL and how popular and how much more money it makes than baseball? So, and there would be no free agencies, you're saying. Is that right? Well, there there would the, be no, cause the no cap, salary cap. There would be no salary no cap. No salary cap. There would be cap. no franchise tagging, just the way MLB is. So, like, after six years, unrestricted free agent Patrick Mahomes hits the market. Oh, the, the, the salaries you, would have skyrocketed yeah. even more than they have now. Do you think Jerry Jones would pay, like, $100 million for Patrick Mahomes a year? Uh, yes, but if you remember, he was very in favor of a salary cap. Right. Sure, because of that. Because of that, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I understand the argument, but it the where football was back then, yeah. if, if there wasn't a salary cap, there wouldn't have been free agency. Because if when they decided, okay, yeah, we're going to have free agency, well, now we're going to have a salary cap. And the way they, they structured the salary cap, it was supposed to, supposed to, uh, you know, m- kind of dis- uh, make owners with a lot of money kind of say, okay, but, you know, this, this guaranteed money, that's going to get us in trouble. So that's the way they structured. So they were they were hoping the owners would say, "Yeah, we're not going to guarantee money," because you know the way they set up the salary cap, where you know you can pay guaranteed and then spread it out over the life of the contract, right? And yeah. so they 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 thought um, you know kind of what, what what would you call it credit card credit card operation. Right. Uh, would would discourage that, and then what happened in the very first year in '94, San Francisco said, "Okay, we're going to bring these guys in. We're going to pay them, and we'll worry about covering the costs down the line." And it worked. And then it was all bets off because then all the, you know, they won a Super Bowl, and all the other owners going, "Okay, that's kind of the way we got to do business," and and you know, take a chance. And that's when, you know, at, at, what, 10 years, the, the salaries just skyrocketed. Uh, and, and they said, we'll worry about two, three, four years, but I want to take care of it today. You know, it's sort of like, yeah. why do you think the Rams are in the situation they're in, right? right. 
you know, and I, as a matter of fact, before you guys came on, we were just sitting here talking, and I said, you think the uh, Ram fans are okay right now? Uh, yes. That they won a Super Bowl, and yes. now they're sitting there at 3-9. and nine. Now, how long would that last? Yeah. How long can you hang on to that? Now, if, that's a different question. I'm if, not sure, but yeah, I bet Five years from okay. now, because you don't have draft picks and you can't, you know, make your roster better, are you okay with it? It's like, how long can you say, yeah, well, I understand, but we won a Super Bowl in 2021. Well, appreciate it very much, good sir. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, and I look forward to this prediction. Oh, that's right. It's Friday already that's right. tomorrow. Okay, we'll do. Ready. I better you scurry up. 77 to 0. 77 nothing. <laughs> I think I'll, I'm going to fit in 33 in there somewhere. Okay. okay. All right. I like it. All right. I look forward to that. Mickey Spagnola. 33 first downs. <laughs> I, I hope he's like 33 times 2. We're uh-huh, uh-huh. the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will hear from Mike McCarthy. Unless he's not on time, then we will talk about other things, maybe including some of that Pro Bowl voting and who's fired up about it. We'll do it all next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.